Hey, what is up, guys? Lucas here, bringing you another episode of Crave F1 Podcast, your weekly dose of everything Formula One. Alright guys, so we have huge, huge news. I know it's been a while, right? It's been a while. There was a summer break and everything. So we were just here waiting, seeing what was going to happen. But we have a bunch of news. So to start off, you know, we'll do our classic going over the main the main news. Talk about the, the quality and then the race, everything with that. And finally, compare the driver standings, team standings talk a bit about that as well as the losers and winners of the Belgian Grand Prix so first of all the most insane news that just came out um, a couple of days ago is that Audi is joining F1 in 2026 crazy the manufacturer will take over Sauber which currently competes using the Alfa Romeo name for those of you who don't know so that will take effect in 2026 and Porsche is yet to confirm exactly how you know its partnership with Red Bull, which is pretty much almost confirmed basically how exactly it will play out. But um, but one impor- important thing to note is that Audi has already dismissed claims that they and Porsche will be sharing a power unit program. So basically, what this means is if Audi and Porsche both join. Uh, F1, Audi will have its own operations in Germany, while Porsche will have them in the UK. So completely separate operations, you know, exciting stuff, completely different uh, power unit programs, etc. So very interesting. And next in our news is, of course, the McLaren letting Daniel go in a horrible way, right? I think it saddens all of us because, you know, nobody hates Daniel. He... He's a great guy. He's always, you know, happy, smiling, whatever. He's always in a good mood, you know, always being nice to people. So I think we were all unpleased with, you know, what McLaren did, how it played out. Um, I especially did not like it, even though I quite like the McLaren team, right? I really like them, especially because I'm Brazilian. So there's the whole tradition, you know, history there. But yeah, I really did not like what happened to him. And I guess we'll see, right? We'll see. Um, who will get his place. There's a lot of different people who could fulfill that spot, but I guess we'll just have to to wait and see, right? And in future episodes, if there's any rumors, anything, I will let you guys know who most likely will take that position. But right now, it's very, you know, a lot of speculation, a lot. Nobody really knows, to be honest. And... Next in the news, we have Alonso leaving Alpine without notifying Otmar Schaffnauer, who questioned his integrity. Yes, that is correct. I think that was also, you know how we're complaining about what McLaren did with Daniel? This is also true right now. What Alonso did with the team, absolute garbage. I think it was a terrible move, you know, just unsportsmanship. I, I really was not pleased seeing that as well. He, he didn't notify, you know, uh, uh, Otmar about his decision. Every And then just came out with the decision. The guy found out through, through the media. So that's horrible, right? It left them in complete, like, disarray. So I think that's always not something nice, right? So we have that news. And next, of course, we have the Vettel retiring. 
and all our best wishes to him of course i'm just bringing this up again we've talked about this before of course but just remembering you because that was big news and you know for a while we haven't talked about anything because of the break so just bringing that again wish him the best and just a little you know uh fun fact is that today is valtry Bada's birthday and he's turning 33 so happy birthday to valtry wish him the best Hopefully some victories right in the future. That would be exciting under Alfa Romeo or Audi, right? Uh, we'll see. But yeah, that's all we have for the news. Let's see. So actually, next, before we talk about quality, one thing that I noted was that Stroll did really well on the free practices. That was very interesting. And considering how it played out in the race, that is especially surprising, I would say. But anyway, he was doing really well, P4, P5, and uh, and he did poorly in the race, right? Not poorly, but he got P11, and Vettel, who wasn't shining as much, I suppose, in the, in the free practices, he got uh, P6, I mean, not P6, what am I saying, P8, so surprising, right? Very surprising, um, but... Vettel, just a little FYI, is one of our winners of the day. So just to give you guys some inside information about what's going to happen later on in the podcast. But yeah, so as for the quali, you know, amazing P9 by Albon, which proved that he was, you know, he really got this because he did an amazing race as well. Albon finished P10 getting one more point for William, William, um, who I just feel bad for them at this point, it's terrible, but, you know, Alvin got them a point, their fourth, you know, depressing point, but, you know, all props to him, congrats, amazing, he did a great, great job in today's race, and also, speaking about doing good jobs, we have to talk about Alpine, which got a P5 and P6 in quali, right and during the race they got p5 and p7 so great job they are now leading mclaren which way they were battling in the team standings 115 points to 95 so they're starting to open a little gap there so great job by alpine their strategy everything um really really good stuff from them and mercedes did very poorly during quali p7 p8 right and during the race Russell did well. He did P4. He could have gotten P3, actually. For for a, a while, we were thinking that he would have the chance to pass Carlos, but it ended up not happening, and he finished P4. But still, considering how the quality w- went and all the and ha- what happened to Lewis, that's, you know, a great thing for Mercedes. So, props there. And we'll talk about what happened to Lewis in a second. But last, new here, last news regarding the quality is McLaren which did not perform well, was beaten by Alpine and by a lot, and the same happened on the race. Spoiler alert, right? Um, McLaren McLaren got P12 and P15 in the race. Absolutely disgusting, especially for a team that wants to battle with Alpine for that fourth position, right? So unacceptable very very unacceptable so terrible terrible but let's go over you know quickly the positions of the race so we have p1 max p2 checo 
followed by Sainz in P3, Russell, Alonso, Charles in P6 after the penalty, right? Uh, Ocon in P7, Vettel, Gasly, and Albon closing then the P10, all the points. And after that, we have Stroll, Lando, Tsunoda, Joe Guan Yu, Ricardo, Magnussen, Mick Schumacher in P17, and Latifi. And then we have, of course, Valtteri and Hamilton with the DNFs. Very unfortunate, um, especially for, for Bottas. I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, right? But let's go from the beginning. The start of the race was at, like right at the start, right? Lap one, whatever. The start was absolutely terrible for Checo. You know, lights out and away we go. Checo, again, was sleeping. Um, I love Checo, by the way, but... You know, he was sleeping. He lost three positions in the beginning. And he got extremely lucky, actually, because later on, a bit later, uh, Alonso and Lewis touched. That's the the situation that made Hamilton DNF, right? Because his car had issues after that. But Alonso and Lewis's touch allowed Checo to recover the positions that he had lost. So very, very lucky, to be honest. Checo, very lucky. But he, you know, he finished, he maintained it till the end, finished P2. So congrats there also, right? Because he managed to hold that position. But second thing, Valtteri. Valtteri was very, very unlucky. He simply got a, a DNF only due to Latifi's mistake. So Latifi went to the gravel, his car spun a bit, boom, hit Valtteri. That was over for Bottas. So very unlucky, you know. Not his fault at all. It sucks, honestly. But, you know, it happens. It's F1. It's a sport. And these things happen, right? Next, we have Checo's defending against Charles, which was absurd. Like, in lap 15 or 16, it was, like, literally criminal. Like, he should have been immediately penalized. It could have, like, changed the race completely. I think it was absurd what happened. Left no space. Um... Watch the replay, guys. Watch the replay. It was unacceptable, honestly. And, you know, nothing happened right there. So, basically, that allowed uh, Charles to fall behind, lost the complete momentum. And, of course, Charles does have fault for not recovering that and then passing it again. But that could have changed the whole race. So, I think it's very uh, important to mention that should have been a major penalty right then and there. Not major of course, but like a five-second penalty instantly, right there, you know, but nothing happened, unfortunately, so, yeah, just wanted to leave my thoughts about that, regarding that, and next, we have Ferrari, oh my god, every weekend, it seems that we have some problem with Ferrari, and we have to talk about their strategy, or lack thereof, right, because it's just insane, it's insane, they went they went to the point of having a conversation basically mid race with Charles who was there competing blah 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 and started having a conversation to see what he thought would be the best decision so instead of Red Bull or Mercedes who you know have strategists who analyze da 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 and then they let the driver know do this boom we're doing this plan A plan B, whatever they started talking to him oh what do you think about this oh this is happening we're losing 2 seconds the tire is not performing blah, blah. What? That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. 
that is that it shows the complete lack of preparation the, the madness that's going on inside ferrari which i have no idea what the hell is going on but something needs to drastically change and what amazes me even more is that mattia binotto right the principal of ferrari after the race he insisted in saying that there's no problem with ferrari's strategies and that there are many external perceptions that are wrong and seem like an error, but aren't. I, I think he was uh, referring to to today's uh, stupidity, right? But, uh, like, you know, the first step in fixing it, a problem is accepting and seeing that you have a problem. So, absolutely unacceptable. Um, you have to, there is a problem, it's clear, everybody sees that, so fix it, you know, own it, say, you know, this is what happened, Ferrari was leading at the beginning of the year, they were by far the best, and they lost touch, so fix it, you know, but be honest about it, and today was no different, right, because of Ferrari's stupidity, Charles ended up being penalized and lost the position, of course, he it was in complete fault, right, he, he sped up in the pit lane more than the limit, so, idiot, right? But why did they call him in in the first place, right? That's the, that's the whole point, right? It was clear that if they called him in, he would leave together with Alonso as soon as he left, and he would have to battle the position. If he would have to battle the position, he would lose precious seconds and would not be able to take the fastest lap from Max, right? And that's exactly what happened. He got in um, a bit ahead of Alonso, but then Alonso right after passed him. And then he had to battle him to get that position back. And when he did, it wasn't enough. You know, he stayed behind uh, Max. So, and because of that, and no, this is considering that he sped up in the, in the pit lane. Because if he hadn't, probably Alonso would have... Uh, would have When he left the pit lane, Alonso would have been in front. So it would have been even harder. So, you know, the fact that he, that this happens just proves this whole, you know, craziness, right? Basically, his position was guaranteed. It was going to be that position. There was no change in that. So, I think it was extremely wrong for Ferrari to do that. But, you know, and, you know, Charles started to outsmart over there. thought nobody would notice. Let's sped up. You know, idiot mistake everybody makes. But, yeah, that's what happened. And talking about this, right, I, I really admire what Lewis, right, Hamilton said um, after the race. He owns his mistake, mistake with Alonso. Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Alonso attacked him for no reason because of the incident. But the way that Lewis uh, answered, usually he complains about a bunch of things that, you know, he shouldn't. But he was very honest this time, right? And sometimes he makes mistakes, doesn't own them. But this time... He did, you know, really well. He said, you know, it's my mistake. I didn't see him. My fault was. So that was, you know, very uh, fair play move, right? So that was very nice. And fun fact, guys, another one for you is that this is the fourth 1-2 in the year for Red Bull. So Red Bull is doing an amazing job. Incredible. The structuring that they did with the team and this dominance, you know, it just proves the hard work's paying off. They did an amazing, amazing job. So... Congrats to Red Bull, of course. And so right now, here lies the driver standings, right? As usual, say the top five. 
So Max leading with 284 points, Checo in second place with 191, Charles then with 186, Sainz 171, and Russell 170. So Max is leading by far. He pretty much, you know, won this championship, to be honest, this season. Um, unless things drastically start to go in, you know, a different direction for him, it's pretty much guaranteed, you know. The gap is too big. But, you know, everything could happen. Just extremely unlikely, but anything can happen, right? As for the team standings, we have Red Bull with 475 points, Ferrari with 357, Mercedes 316, Alpine in fourth place with 115 points, McLaren 95 points, Alfa Romeo in sixth with 51 points, has with 34 points, Alfa Tauri in eighth with 29 points, Aston Martin with 24 points, and Williams in last place with four points. So a bit, uh, uh, this is the most interesting part of the season right now, right, of Formula One, because the driver is just. Max is dominating, you know, Charles would be battling, but Ferrari's mistakes, uh, along with his mistakes, right, he has made uh, a few mistakes recently, is just jeopardizing his whole chance. So, so what we have is the team standings, which right now is the most interesting thing that's happening, right? Red Bull is dominating, just like in the driver standings with Max. But the interesting thing is Ferrari now opened a bit of a lead with Mercedes, so we'll see. Mercedes was doing a great job catching up with uh, Lewis and, and um, Russell both finishing P3, P4, or P2, P3, uh, P3 many times back-to-back. -back. So we'll see if they can keep that going until the end of the season. And the way things are, if Ferrari messes up with Carlos or Charles every race, one of them, right, which is what usually happens, there's a good chance that Mercedes will surpass them. So, we'll keep an eye on that. Alpine now is opening the lead, and it looks like McLaren won't be able to catch up, and Alpine will finish with this fourth position, which is very interesting, right, to see Alpine up here. Um, but, you know, it just shows the terrible, the mess that is McLaren, like, what they're doing. Now, this with Daniel, with the whole what's going on, the back scene, you know, many, many issues. And an interesting battle that we have is after that, you know, with Alfa Romeo is pretty established, actually, in the sixth position. But has Alfa Tauri and Aston Martin are going to battle this out? And I'll talk about has in a little bit more depth here. Very disappointing. But uh, today, right? But Aston Martin was incredible. They had a great weekend. They are now with 24 points, only five behind Alfa Tauri. So we'll see what happens there. That's very interesting. They might go from ninth to eighth position, which every position counts millions and millions of dollars. So extremely important to keep an eye on that. And who knows? Maybe Aston Martin or AlphaTauri, if they you know stop uh, having these issues and problems with Gasly and Tsunoda, which you know everything always happens. It's almost like Ferrari in a way. Um, if they can you know get their things together they can maybe pass Haas, which is only five points ahead with 34 points. So it's a, it's a very interesting battle that's happening there, right? And Williams, uh, there's no solution. They're just restructuring for next year. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, yeah. 
very, very sad for Williams. A historically noble Scuderia, right, of our sport. But anyway, now let's go to the losers of the week. So we have McLaren and Haas. McLaren, which needed to do better than Alpine to maintain and to stay in the fourth position and to continue battling for the fourth position. They did poorly, finished P12 and P15. Absolutely devastating result for them. And our second loser of the week has, which finished P16 and P17. And absolutely horrible stuff by has, who also needed the points in in order to catch up to Alfa Romeo and have a chance of passing them, right? From seven to six is millions and millions of dollars. So this is something that cannot happen. You know, P16, P17, unacceptable. So... There you have it for our losers of the week. And next we go to our winners of the week. And instead of listing teams, actually, I listed teams for the losers. But for the winners, I listed drivers. I chose Max Verstappen, which gained 13 positions. Incredible. Especially since he has the same car car as Checo. And he opens a huge gap. So very impressive by Max, to be honest. And second... Sebastian Vettel, our noble retiree, right, that is soon retiring. He did a very, very amazing job. Finished P8, getting some points for Aston Martin, and he just drove really well. He did a great job the the whole race, you know, only good things to say about Vettel uh, for the weekend. And Albon, of course, right, Albon in my third winner of the week because he got a point for Williams and it's it's hard I don't know how he does it honestly Williams it's in a chaotic um, situation but he managed to do it and he got one point finished p10 especially with a tough battle with Stroll and near the end it was like a five-way battle or four-way battle Albon Stroll Lando Tsunoda Joe Guan Yu yeah actually a five-way battle right all of them over there, so very crazy. He he managed to maintain that. Stroll almost taking that spot, but couldn't do so. So great, uh, great drive by Alpine. Great job, and yeah, there you have it, guys. This is our Crave F1 podcast for the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you guys in next week's episode. But yeah, thank you for listening. Peace.